Hey everybody, welcome to the Dead Just Productions podcast, episode 129. I'm your host, Josh or Jay Moskers. Special guest this week is Shin from Fluent in French YouTube channel. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on. I'm excited. We have a, a whole slew of YouTubers coming on in the, in the coming weeks here. Uh, we're kind of doing a series where we uh, break down different people's perspectives on YouTube and how they approach uh, guiding their channels and growing them and things like that. And so you're the first one we've had on here for this this new uh, sort of mini series part of our, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and uh, your channel and your background? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my name is Xing, and I am originally from China. I was born and raised in China, came to the United States about eight years ago. And so I've been learning French since January 2020, and then you know, pandemic happened and all that stuff. So I've been learning French by myself at home for about two or three years now, almost. And so I started this channel because I really want to share my experience with all the other, you know, French learners out there in the world. And I want to share my experience. I want to share my, you know, honest, real honest tips and advice with people and help them and motivate them and inspire them, hopefully. And also I share what I learned and how I practice. And mainly my opt, my goals and my objective is to become absolutely fluent, like 100% fluent in French. I can just mm-hmm. say whatever I want to say and I want to be extremely fluent. My husband said I'm already, you know, he says I'm already fluent, he thinks. But in my opinion, I feel like I'm not there yet. I you know, I have a very high standard for myself when it comes to learning languages. So I want to be really fluent. That's why I started the channel and I want to inspire and motivate other people to do the same thing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, a similar uh, experience during the pandemic where I was starting to learn Italian mm-hmm. and then I got caught up with, uh, the, uh, re, you know, kind of working on our YouTube channel and we did live streaming and things like that, working on the podcast and branding. Mm-hmm. But I, I, was, I was starting to learn uh, Italian a bit. Mm-hmm. What made you choose French? That's a good question. To be honest, at first I started, I chose Italian first and I downloaded Duolingo on my phone, but it didn't really work out for me because I feel like the pronunciation was so hard for me. I couldn't say it. I couldn't pronounce the words mm-hmm. correctly. So I gave up about like a week. And then I realized that, wait a minute, I... I, f- I found that, you know, the French language really fascinating, really fascinating to me. And then the pronunciation just sounds so nice and so beautiful. I love their mm. culture. I'm extremely interested in it. I love their TV shows and movies or songs. <laughs> and I, of course, everybody wants to, you know, visit Paris, visit France one day and all the other French speaking country. And it's such a useful language when you travel and you get to, you know, communicated with local people without having an interpreter next to you, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just so yeah, that's why I chose French and I am loving it every single second. And it's, it's one of the best decisions I ever made. And it honestly changed my life for the good. I think I love it extremely. Awesome. Do you still use uh, Duolingo? No, it? I deleted. Yeah. Well, I had, well, I had a Duolingo for like a first, like one week to do Italian, yeah. which was a failure for me. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to switch to French. And I did French on there on Duolingo for about like a few weeks. I was like, okay, this is this app is not for me. I, I need to <laughs> start a whole new like approach to this because, and then I deleted. Yeah. So that was it. I, yeah, Duolingo is the one I was using to, to learn Italian a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was because it, uh, I think the phrase is like gamified it, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, you slowly work it through the different levels of, of learning it and everything like that. Right. But 
yeah, I don't know. I what did, did you did you switch to a different like program or like packet? Like, did you switch to something? What did you switch to? Is it just a more old school learning? I I well, I did not go to like a school at all for this. So basically, I was using all the free resources online. Plus, I bought a book. Oh, okay. It's called in French. It's called Le Nouveau Taxi. So it's a textbook. Includes the all the levels A one, A two, B one, B two, four levels. Oh, okay. And so I was doing the book at home and online. I found um, these. Um, it's kind of like a supplementary videos to support you, assist you with learning the textbook. So I was following okay. along the book and the videos, and I hear the pronunciation, the conversation, and I do the exercise and all that stuff. And that was my. That's that's what I did in my first year, which was year 2020. That's what I did. I finished all four books by myself oh. and. Yeah, and learn the grammar. That's the most important thing. That's the first thing you want to know. I mean, that's the first thing that you want to learn. It's you know, grammar. You got to know the the how. Like you want to play the game. You want to know the rules. You know. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's the first thing I learned, and then basic grammar, and I learned the pronunciation, the the simple conversation stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I did in the first year. Nice. Yeah. No. When I was in school. The only languages they allowed us to learn that the classes they had were German and Spanish. Mm-hmm. They had fr- they had French originally. Mm-hmm. And I think they got rid of it like a year or two before I got to high school. Hmm. And so it wasn't an option at the point. But I took four years of Spanish. Oh, wow. And it was it's interesting how like, I mean, with, with any other education, like math or science or anything like that, mm-hmm. how you just slowly build up over time. Like it's just like building blocks and you're slowly working from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, we used a lot of different resources. A lot of it we used, uh, we watched a like uh, a Spanish soap opera. Mm-hmm. I think it was designed to help people learn uh, Spanish, but it was a soap opera style mm-hmm. uh, show. Mm-hmm. We watched that. There was a show called, uh, I think it was called Muzzy. It was like this big green Mm-hmm. Uh, like monster or something, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I think they, I think it's the same story every time. But I think they put it out in like, how like hundreds of different languages, mm-hmm. maybe. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I came across that muzzy or something. Yeah, I came across that yeah, little series it. um uh, online. I think it was French. Yeah, they had like a Mandarin and all the other languages too. Many okay. versions of it. Yeah, it's really helpful. You know, for a beginner. When you know mm-hmm. absolutely nothing at all, and then I think it was a good starter, you know. Was there a particular format that you found easiest to learn from, like video or just listening to things or reading it? To me, what was what was most, what was working for me the most was hearing, like either podcast or video. I gotta hear the sound. Okay. I gotta hear the native speakers talking, and I hear them talk, and I pause. Or I hear like a for one or two minute, or I hear maybe just one sentence. I pause and then I repeat what they said. I repeat, yeah. I say mm-hmm. it out loud and I try to, it's kind of like an imitation. You know, you imitate the sound. I Whatever yeah. they say, whatever they sound to me, I say it. I try to say it exactly the same as they did. Mm-hmm. Plus, I prefer to hear like a female because I'm female myself. So I prefer to hear like a female, a nat- French native speaker and hear they sound. Because sometimes I do think um, like the vocabulary, they ch- how they choose vocabulary, how they sound, how their intonation, all that stuff does make a difference sometimes. So I, I prefer to hear like a female female French native speaker sound so because that's my goal I want to speak so fluently like I sound like a native speaker you know that that's my mm-hmm. goal my aim so yeah it's interesting too learning like uh, the accent itself right. for languages mm-hmm. I, I know I've seen a number of videos about uh, language teachers and accent teachers for like films mm-hmm. where they discuss like how they work with the actors 
uh, to like the way they use like their tongue, like the touching the back of their throat, or like the roof of their mouth mm-hmm. to adjust how like they the sound comes out to uh, adjust the accent in that way. And I find that super interesting, mm-hmm. the different techniques that they use for that sort of thing. It is. Um, and I think that's why like when I m- the thing I found most useful in school when I was learning was watching people speak so i'm hearing it but i'm literally watching them say it Mm -hmm. because i can kind of see like what they're doing to pronounce the words right uh, right more effectively right kind of like a baby you know like a little kids when they learn language they hear their parents or family friends you know talking around them all the time eventually they'll get they get the sound and they get used to it and then they started talking like them you know that's how baby little Mm -hmm. kids you know learn language that's why they learn so easily you know get gotta immerse immerse yourself that's that's what i'm trying to do right i'm trying to immerse in the language uh, sometimes mm-hmm. i couldn't do that because my husband he speaks english and so i speak english yeah. with him at plus i use english at work um and i speak chinese with my kids and so i i can't really like 100 percent immerse myself in french because i gotta think about them i can't be all selfish and stuff so plus i want to spend mm-hmm. quality time with my family so but yeah, when I'm alone, when I'm at work and not busy, I, I like to, you know, just throw like a French TV show on, on Netflix or, you know, turn on a podcast on my phone and just put myself in there and like turn on the French mode so I can yeah. think in French, you know, be in the zone, you know, when I'm by myself, yeah. you know, when I'm alone. Have you been to France at all or not? No, never. Mm-hmm. But I really, really want to go there one day. We Well, at first we wanted to go like two years ago, but, you know, pandemic happened. We couldn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And my husband wanted to go too. We all want to go. And we, of course, first place we want to go is Paris. We want to go to Paris. Yeah. And so many things to see, so many like, you know, those big iconic places to visit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're thinking maybe we'll go on 2024 because Olympics gonna happen in Paris 2024. Sure. So yeah. yeah, we're thinking about that right now. It's one of our plans. I know, like for for people, I know, like I, my Spanish teacher when I was in school, mm-hmm. she she found it super useful helping her learn the language. She went and stayed in Spain for I forget how long. It's it's been so many years since mm-hmm. I was in school. So I don't remember mm-hmm. how long. She said at the time, but she went and she lived there for a while Mm -hmm. and just being, you know, literally immersing herself in the culture. She learned so much about not only the language, but Mm -hmm. sort of like the slang behind a lot of the words, like the shorthand and things like that helped her pick up a a lot on it. Mm -hmm. It will be really fast to learn that way. Mm -hmm. And even my aunt and uncle do the same thing when they're when they would go on vacation. A lot of times they'd go on vacation for Mm -hmm. like a month to France or Spain. Mm -hmm. I think they've been to Germany. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. they, they would always do that. They'd learn the, lo- the local language and they'd, they'd take classes leading up to the vacation. Wow. Just so they'd have as, as much information as they could. That's and, awesome. Uh, and they'd go there and they'd be more fluent than they would have been otherwise. Right. That's awesome. That's that's something I really I want to do, but I, just, I can't do it right now. Uh, so that's why I'm just going to immerse myself in the French language virtually, mm-hmm. you know, using these online resources and TV, Netflix, YouTube videos. I'm glad we're in tw- 21st century. Mm-hmm. Glad we're in 21st century. So we got all these stuff going on. Pretty much we all connected, you know, everybody from all over the world. We're all connected. We can all share all these things on the Internet. I get to hear them, watch them, learn them, then learn how to speak them, all this stuff. So I think yeah. it's such a blessing that we have the Internet. Yeah, there, there's so much information. Anything you can think of, you can find information on it. Right. Somewhere. Right. right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess moving on. So what what made you des- you decide to create your channel? Like, how did you get into it and decide? Oh, I'll do YouTube specifically. That's a good question. Okay, so well, for me, I'm learning French, so I told myself I gotta I gotta practice speaking. You know, the more you practice, yeah. the more you get better. And you know, practice makes perfect, right? So sure, yeah. one of the things I think of when it comes to practicing is that you know they always say, oh, record your voice and then you know hear it and compare it and find mistakes and correct yourself stuff like that. I was like, okay, well, how about I go even like one step further? I'll record it. I recording a video and I put it online. I share it with the rest of the world, you know, I share it with all the other people, my fellow French learners in the world, right? So everybody, they, maybe they can give me feedback, maybe I can form a community, like all these, all the learner, French learners, we get together, we can discuss, and if I say something wrong, or if you have some really good tips, advice, you can share it with me, I will be, you know, I'd love to hear them, and, or any suggestions, or if I have some tips and good advice, you know, I want to share it with you, and we can all learn from each other, just, you know, build a community, and communicate, connect with the other French learners on the, in the world. And, you know, that's just, and also another thing is that I put, um, making, making the videos online on YouTube is kind of a commitment. So, I mean, I see it as a commitment so far. Um, and I, I, you know, I, cause I told myself at two we- two videos each week per week. So I'm going to do this consistently. So that's another way to like, you know, keep myself motivated and hold myself count, you know, accountable for this, you know, yeah. so I can keep doing it, keep doing it. I record my video. I record myself speaking French and all that stuff. And just, I just love it in general. I think it really think that what really drives me is just my passion, nothing but big, bold, passion and i just extremely love the language and i want to share it with the world and i want to make videos of myself speaking it so here i am doing i mm -hmm. I found too like even not just for speaking other languages but it's been uh it's been helpful for me doing content online in general especially Mm -hmm. with the podcast Mm -hmm. because i find myself uh enunciating uh words more uh more effectively mm-hmm. uh, because when people are listening, they'll say like around like where I live here, a lot of people don't pronounce the letters of, of words. Mm-hmm. Like instead of saying mountain, they'll say mountain. Mm-hmm. Like they just leave off the T mm-hmm. like things like that. Like I, I've learned to enunciate uh, a little bit better mm-hmm. and it helps with the audio of uh, for the podcast as well the other, as the, uh, the other content that we make, mm-hmm. which is it's super useful. And I, I can see how that could be translated to a uh, like learning a language mm. when you're editing yourself, like, or uploading the videos, mm-hmm. you're hearing yourself speak the language maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, you're thinking, Oh, I, you're like picking up on, Oh, I, that's, that's how I said that there. Right. It might not be something like, like, even when I record the podcast here, it might not be something I pick up on in real time while I'm recording it. But when I go back and edit, I notice it all the time mm-hmm. when I'm slurring my words together or um, just, mispronouncing things things like that <laughs> right i find it's it's uh it's a good uh it's a good practice to to listen to myself speak i agree to, mm-hmm. to learn how to improve on things yep uh, so uh, i guess oh go ahead i'm sorry oh i'm sorry i was gonna say that i just found it super fascinating and super interesting to do this and I enjoy speaking French. I enjoy talking to other, like sharing my experiences with other French learners in the world. And I enjoy making videos of me speaking French or talking about French 
anything related to the French language or French learning or how to work on how to improve your fluency, all that stuff. I'm just mm-hmm. just extremely passionate. And so I'm just doing it. So I decided, you know, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do YouTube videos and I'm going to talk, talk in French. I'm going to talk about French and all that stuff. All things French. Yeah. How do you decide what videos to make? Like, how do you decide what the content is that you're going to put out? Because I know you you had done some where it was uh, like you, you do how to become what was this uh, like check your level in French. Mm-hmm. You did how to use like Y and N in French. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you decide which ones to put out? Like how, how you're going to come up with the, uh, the topic ideas? So at first, because I started in May, well, May 20th this this year, to be exact. Mm-hmm. And when I first started out, I was I was making videos specifically for like how to learn French or how to pronounce certain things or how to do um, X, Y, Z, right, for specifically for beginners. And I realized that I'm my fluency is not 100 percent there yet. And I want to work mm-hmm. on my own fluency you know, first. So I changed to my channel to like, I documented my journey to fluency and I share with you, I share with you my honest tips and advices and tips and advice. And so every time when I, when I learned something, I was like, Hey, this is useful. You know, I was like, I didn't know this before. Maybe there's a lot of people, maybe there's uh, some people in the world that are learning French and they do not know this either. And I'll be, I mean, I would love to, you know, I want to share this with them, you know, maybe they can help them. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe this is a common problem or common, like a confusion to a lot of people. So I want to get this message out there. I made these mistakes or I learned these things. Now I put it into like a three or three or four minute long video, not too long. Right. I get straight to the point. I tell you what I learned. I tell you what mistakes I made. I help you avoid these mistakes. And I learned these certain things, you know, and I want to share you what I learned so I can help you learn faster, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I find video ideas is like what I, I learned something or I made mistakes like this grammar mistake or, oh my gosh, I haven't, you know, look at my study, my notes in a long time. I want to study my notes. And I realized, oh my gosh, these, all these problems are like people asking about these questions all the time, how to use this in the sentence or how to use that grammar, uh, how to apply that grammar to, uh, when you speak French and all that stuff. I was like, this is really helpful. And people, probably a lot of people don't know this. So I want to get the message out there and help them learn, help them learn faster, help them avoid the mistakes that I made, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I found interesting too, which I I thought was super helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not in the process of learning French, but when I was watching your videos, I saw that you using like uh, the chapters features Mm -hmm. where it just breaks down. I found that super interesting because it, it made it so much easier when I'm going through to your videos. Like I, I just pulled up like the uh, how to pronounce R in French mm-hmm. and you have it broken down in different sections mm-hmm. of like the different usages of it and stuff like that. Right. Yes. I love that feature because chapter feature help people. One, it helps me organize my content, you know? So I, okay, okay. This is the first thing I'm going to say. This is the second thing. This is the third thing. Help me organize yeah. Two, It really helps the audience, the viewers help them save time and help them navigate through my content. Maybe some people they go, Oh, I already know this. I just want to skip this part. I want to find exactly what I want to watch, what I want to hear. They can just go through the little time codes thing, the chapter thing. They click on it. It takes them straight 
straight to that specific part that they want to watch. I respect everybody's time. So I want to, like I said, I always get straight into straight to the point in my videos. I don't do any intros or anything. I just want them. I just want to share the content. I know they click on the video for the content that they want to watch. Right. So I deliver it to them right away and I put it into like, you know, kind of like an outline, like a point eight, my point one, point two, point three, whatever. So they can just click on it. I have a little title on there so they can they know exactly what that part, what that period of time, what I'm talking about during that period of time, they go ahead and click on it and then it takes them straight to that part. So they get the value that they came in for, you know? It seems, it seems super helpful in organizing the information for people. Exactly. To, it, like say they watch the video once, they come back a second time and say, this is the information I needed. They're able to find it in the chapter. Exactly. And go directly to it. Exactly. I don't. I don't think you can do it on mobile, but on the web, the desktop version. If you go to like the uh, the the timestamp, mm-hmm. and you can drag the bar to scroll through the video. Mm-hmm. On a lot of videos, it'll show you like the most replayed section of a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that's also sort of I don't know I find that kind of useful as well because especially for videos like what you put out that might be something that a lot of people could see and be like, oh, this might be something a lot of other people are stuck on, mm-hmm. like pr- like pronunciation-wise or whatever. Right. And they'll rewatch that and see and find that to be useful information as well. Right. It kind of right. helps people connect within the community. Right. Uh, learning the language as well. Right. I think it just, like I said, I respect people's time. They came, you know, click on my video and I, I just want to help them directly, straightforward, you know, just find the information they came in for. And then, you know, I, I don't want to confuse everybody. So I put those time, you know, the chapters so they can just click on it and then find the stuff that it, exactly the, the part that they want to watch, you know, so they mm-hmm. get their, get the value, you know, they, they get the value instantly, you know, out of yeah. my video. I know too, you were, you utilize uh, YouTube Shorts, which is something I definitely need to be doing more of for the podcast. Probably <laughs> seems like the perfect format for that. Oh uh, yeah, as far as like taking snippets. Uh, I know you did one with uh, the different colors in French. Yes, yes, you did that. I was gonna say, what makes you decide to put something as a short as opposed to like a full video? That's a good question because right now, um, the str- you know we had like tiktok and instagram reels mm-hmm. so we want to grab their attention you want to reach you know your you, you want to reach maximum audience maximum you know viewers we want right yeah. so i put up i made these shorts and sometimes the shorts actually can can go like kind of um semi viral to me like mm-hmm. you know like a uh, 1000 views or 2000 that's like a lot to me for you know a small channel that i have that's that's a lot that's huge so yeah, yeah. and uh just a few seconds people can get actually a lot of information from my shorts and like the colors right i, I use like a green screen you know in my background and it has the english yeah. word in, sorry it has the english words the French words and also the color block matching it. So it's very visual and easy, self-explanatory, and then very easy to understand. As And that's a lot of information. Maybe a lot of people don't know that. You know, sometimes you when you've been doing something for a long time, you probably think, oh, this is so easy. Probably everybody should already know, you know. But actually, a lot of people in the world, they do not know that. Maybe they want to learn. Maybe they, they want to learn. They want to know. They want to know. They want to know how to say it, how to pronounce it. But they don't have the info. They don't have the resources for that. So I'm providing that content to them, delivering that content to them. And 
I show them how to say these things, you know, in a very, yeah. in a fun and engaging way, you know? Yeah. I, I found the, the color one super interesting. Cause it's like, like you said, it's just, you go right down the line. You right. just say the, it seems like a good way to grab people in. If they're interested in learning more, they can check out your channel through the, the short. Exactly. It's a good way to bring in the audience. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That, and, uh, I also like, I like your thumbnails. How do you, what is your process in designing the thumbnails for the, the full videos? Oh, thank you for that. So they look, they, they look great. They, like I'm sorry. Do they look like, do they look very compelling to you or like a grabs your attention? Do they grab your attention? They do. They, they, they look like you actually, a lot of times people will put out videos. I mean, we're, I'm guilty of this on our channel as well, mm -hmm. where it's, you just put up the video and you put up like a generic, Hey, this is the title of the video, you know, mm -hmm. sort of thumbnail, mm -hmm. but yours actually look like you, you spent a lot of time coming up with it to actually reference what it is you're talking about oh thanks um, like you have the video like how to learn french for beginners mm -hmm. and it's you hold i think you're holding up like a book and it says start this way and you have like the arrow pointing to mm -hmm. it and everything like that oh thanks like, to me that seems a lot more in depth than what a lot of people would do oh so i was curious what your process was in getting that gotcha. getting those design so i at first i didn't know how to do this either i was using at well at the very very first beginning i was just using the random picture that youtube chose for me and i yeah, really gives you the option of like three of them right and it was kind of yeah. and it was blurry too and i realized wait a minute <laughs> i can't do the custom you know the custom thumbnail mm -hmm. which will be more if i do it well it will be so compelling and so like it just eye-catching right to get yeah so you know grab people's attention and stuff so like this one like um how to learn french for beginners so i know this is a question that a lot of people ask because i was in those um french learning communities and i was on those forums i know a lot of people every day there's so many people asking questions. i want to learn french but how do i start where do i start how what resources should i use how i don't know where to start or how to start a lot of people have these questions so that okay i'm gonna make a question i'm gonna make a video answering these specific questions so i made a video how to learn french for beginners complete guide step by step and i jump straight to the point i'm not gonna like waste people's time or anything i tell you okay first thing you gotta do this second and step one step two i tell them all right and the thumbnail i did start this way i learned this um from one of the cha big channels that i've been watching for quite some time now and they use arrows and uh, arrows and the circles and yeah. tell people that you know there's some information right here and you can check you want to check it out you want to this is info is important to you this is useful to you You want to click on this you want to check out so yeah that's one of it. that's one of the things i implemented in my thumbnails but i think combining the thumbnail with the first i think people say the first three to five seconds of a video is like the most important part right because you're establishing the point of the video mm -hmm. in connection to like the thumbnail and the actual title you're establishing that and you're covering exactly what you're going over in the video and that's that's what people will use to decide if they're going to stick around for the whole thing or not. Right. Is right. The very like first three or five seconds. Right. When people are, you know, surfing on the internet, they only have, they came across their, their eyes landed on your thumbnail. They only have probably like one second or one and a half second to decide whether mm -hmm. they want to click on it or not. Cause there's so many information, so many videos on each, exactly. on YouTube. They, they click on it. They glanced at it. Oh, yeah, this, this looks kind of interesting to me. I want to check it out. I want to see what's going on, you know? Yeah. 
so yeah i'm still learning i'm my channel is still small right now i just started about a little over a month ago so i'm still learning as i go as i do things and every time i learn a new way new technique to do thumbnails or do all the other stuff i try to you know implement it i try to apply it not just theory but i try to apply it to my thing and see if it works or not. So I'm still experimenting things, still learning, yeah. a lot to learn. I, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter how big a channel gets. You're always having to learn things right. to adapt to like, like, I mean, before they had the YouTube shorts, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, how long ago did Vine come out? I forget how many years ago. That was when I was in school yet, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, like that concept of like the short, the super short video, like five or six seconds long, mm -hmm. you know, constantly having to learn about the new format that people are, are watching the most right i mean the fact that you're getting i figure out the one one of them i know your shorts had like one in point was one the uh two and a half thousand views i mean for a channel your size it's fantastic it to is be able to get that many yeah, it is views. yeah so I, it seems like the shorts look really well for you yeah to me that was viral you know and and I remember that day. The reason why I made that uh, short is because that short actually was the first. Sorry, that short was actually the first YouTube short I ever did, and where I was speaking only French. So I was oh, okay. speaking only French in that short. That was the first time I did it that way in the short. And I remember that day. I just got down watching a French Netflix show. I was like, mm -hmm. wow, it was a rap contest, you know, it's all in French, right? And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm like so pumped up right now. I feel like I want to rap, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I went ahead, grabbed my phone. I started like speaking French in there. I was like, if you see it, it said the subtitle says, I just got on watching uh, the school. The new school. Like new school, it's called a nouvelle école, right? Okay. In English, it's called a new school. I guess like new school is a type of like a rap style or something because old school, new I'm, school. I'm, oh, okay. I'm assuming, okay, yeah. right? I'm assuming. Yeah. So I was like, I just got to watch the show. I was like, ah, I'm so pumped. I'm so fired up right now. I want to rap. So I said all that stuff in French, right? And I was like, you know, yeah. put some music on it, some trending music and, you know, submit and then, you know, publish it and and now it's there and i can't believe it got so many views on that one but it's it's interesting how like th like we we put out a number of different types of content like we've we've done really weird skits mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with a lot of our other content mm -hmm. that they just do like it's weird to see like what videos just do super well by comparison when you don't expect them to mm -hmm. at times mm -hmm. like we put out a video on uh, uh like a mario game Mm -hmm. And it got like 80,000 views or something at the time. Wow. And it, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no idea why. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that video in particular did well. But it just did. And I was, I was super excited for it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like, the YouTube algorithm, you know, pick it up. And it, it could be that. <laughs> it could be the timing. Because I think the game had just come out at the time as well. Oh, trendy. Like, a lot of times it's the, it's the timing of, uh, of things. I agree. Um, like the show I was talking about, New Valley which is on um, mm -hmm. New School, right? This Netflix, I think it just came out like last month or something. So it's pretty yeah. new. Yeah. And I watched it because I, I really enjoy the songs, the, the, all the rap songs in there and the music, the beats, and they're talking so many slangs. Like when you learn a language from textbook mm -hmm. or from like a very formal language teaching channels or language teaching podcasts you don't really get to hear these kind of things like a lot of casual talking informal talking slangs so i was like oh my goodness i loved it i feel like my french listening skills just went up by a hundred 
and yeah. I, I buy like why not buy a hundred and then like make, makes makes me want to just talk really fast makes me want to like a rap you know <laughs> it was really funny but yeah it was it was a good show i'm thinking about making a video talking about like the five um phrases five french phrases that i learned from this show i'm talking about. i want to share with people share with other french learners because i learned a lot from this show it's i don't know it's it's interesting i i like i said i think your shorts do exceptionally well like like just considering the size of your channel thank you so this i don't know i would i'd be interested in seeing those continue to and be interested in seeing you continue to make those and watching that how that affects your channel grow because i think it really would help mm -hmm. but I, what do i know <laughs> <laughs> and then making coffee um, did you see the one that i made the coffee make iced coffee making co iced coffee in french right yeah. that one actually it was very a lot of these shorts i did them like it just i improvised them and it was just out of mm -hmm. out of blue out of nowhere i just decided to grab my camera and filmed it and edited it a little bit and yeah. then you know you know published it like this one i was my my husband was 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 um he was tired he was sleepy yeah. i was like he want to make some coffee and I was like, okay, go ahead, go, go play, go play with our kids and I'll make coffee for you. And so I went to the kitchen and his coffee got done brewing and I just grabbed the cream and sugar and, and then filmed a little, little video, you know, vertical video. Yeah. And I, I, and also I did my voiceover, like, you know, I said all the French sentences in the background, I recorded my sound and then put mu add music and I sent it out. Mm -hmm. And that one got over a thousand views too. I'm so happy, and got some, and got subscribers too. So nice. I feel like it's easy to connect with those sorts of videos because it's spur of the moment, but mm -hmm. it's still informative. People find it interesting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's a lot. Of, it's massive yeah. value in it. Actually, mm -hmm. it's a lot of information yeah. in the shorts. For sure. Mm -hmm. You do new videos Mondays and Fridays, I think, right? Yes. Every okay. Every Monday and Friday, I publish a video, and that's my regular form, like the horizontal regular length, mm -hmm. regular form of video. And then also, I do weekly shorts. The shorts it might be two shorts a week or three shorts a week, um, but yeah, yeah, weekly shorts plus two videos a week, Monday Friday. How did you decide to make that your schedule, like the Monday Friday? That's a good question. It has a lot to do with my schedule and my husband's schedule. So we're mm -hmm. I'm all, we're both off on Sunday. So Sunday is a good time. It's like we have this big chunk of time that we're free and we don't have to go anywhere. And uh, okay, this time I you know this date Sunday I have a lot of time to just be in the bedroom, be in my you know to be in my office. Basically, this is my office now. Yeah. So I, you know, can work on something and I can quickly film the video. I can edit it later, but at least I need to get this video out. I get this video filmed and then Monday and usually Sunday night I edit it and then Monday morning I publish it. I think also, I think Monday is a good day, you know, like first day of the week and everybody maybe, mm -hmm. you know, pumped up, motivated, want to learn French. You know, they have their language learning goals set up and the Monday motivation Monday, you know, so exactly. right yeah. Friday, Friday, because I'm off on Wednesday. So usually Wednesday, I'll, you know, film a video, edit a little bit. And then Friday I can publish and plus Friday is French Friday. So, Perfect. so I decided Monday, <laughs> Friday. So I publish right. a video Monday, Friday, plus I publish weekly shorts. 
Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Monday's like everyone's kind of getting back in the swing of things. I know for me in particular, like that's when, when I go back to work on Monday, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, trying to get back into gear, you know, getting back to work and everything. It's okay. like, I'm looking for content to help get me through the morning after being off all weekend or whatever. Right. That makes sense. Then as you're winding down Friday, going into the weekend, people are figuring things out. It seems a good, I like your strategy. Mm-hmm. seems like a good idea. Thank you. I try. <laughs> we, we've tried, I don't know how many different schedules we've tried for videos and like our live streams and things like that. It never works out. Cause I, like I, I work, uh, what would it be like about 55, 60 hours a week now mm-hmm. for my, my job. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I get home, I take the dog out, I make dinner, you know, get cleaned up from doing my workouts and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like nine o'clock at night. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I just don't have any energy or motivation to, to make any content. It right. Sucks. Right. So it's, I'm like, all right, maybe this weekend, but then, you know, the weekend comes around and it's like, all right, time to relax. No way. We're <laughs> going to go see family. We're going to go do this. It's like, that's when we get all of our actual projects done. Right. And so it's just, I agree. Yeah. Right. Finding an actual schedule is is difficult. Yeah. Fortunately, the podcast is the one thing I've managed to keep under control as far as releasing it every single Wednesday for that's like two awesome. and a half years. That very consistent, <laughs> you know. That's one. That's one of the things I want to do. That's I a want, key part of it, right? Yeah. You you want to be consistent, you know. So that's why I was like, okay, I told myself I put my schedule on my channel banner right mm-hmm. at the top everybody can see so it's kind of like i you know hold myself accountable for this and i'm mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna commit to it i think plus it's a good way for me to practice speaking french you know be consistent i mean consistency is the key when it comes to a yeah. lot of things in life right so for sure people like being able to know like all right i need something to do well monday she's gonna have a new video up friday she'll have a new video like they know exactly when the content's available, they know that it's mm-hmm. going to be available. They like that consistency. I agree. You know, with our podcast on Wednesday. A lot of podcasts release on Mondays or Fridays as well, it seems. Hmm. Uh, I think people release on Mondays just to get it. So people have something to listen to on the way to work or home from work in the mm-hmm. in the morning or throughout the week. Right. And then Fridays, Thursdays or Fridays, it's like, all right, we're getting near the end of the week. Listen to this going into the weekend. I find Wednesday to be useful for us because it's right in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. We're not, it's not quite as competitive. I mean, granted, everybody has a podcast nowadays it seems so i'm sure there's plenty of uh, competition all over the place right but it seems like a good time for us to release because then it's you know you have wednesdays uh you know the middle of the week people are like just desperate to for the weekend to show up they need content or something to, to do right so releasing on wednesdays seems to have worked well for us for the most part yeah when i used yeah. to w- listen to a podcast called français authentique so it's a french podcast and he released the podcast every wednesday and Sunday. So Wednesday is mm-hmm. him like taking a walk in the nature, like at a park or like in the forest or somewhere. And then he's walking. Yeah. You can hear like the grass underneath his feet. He's walking <laughs> and the birds chirp, you know, the birds chirping, all that stuff. And yeah, he, yeah it's like he's just talking like very in, like spontaneously and all that stuff in French. So it's a really good way for, for learners like me, you know, practice listening. And then Sunday he will release a podcast um, talking about a French idiom, like a French expression or a French slang you oh, know, okay. stuff like that. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah Wednesday he, he does that too. And I think it's really, it's awesome that you release, you know, your podcast, your episode every Wednesday. I think it's, it's a very, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It is. It's it's nice because I not only is it consistent mm-hmm. so people know when it's coming out, mm-hmm. but it gives me a, a, an actual hard deadline mm-hmm. so I know exactly like what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Like 
I have, I don't know how many people I had respond because uh, the genesis of this whole thing of getting YouTubers on the show stems from me putting a post on to Reddit. Mm-hmm. And one, two, three, I had 19 people reach out to me. Oh, that's a lot. So I'm going to have a lot of work to do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, once we get them all recorded, it's going to be a ton of content that I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. planning and and scheduling for the future, mm-hmm. um, which is st- something we've done before where we've, there was a week last year where we recorded like 11 episodes in the span of a week. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't record a podcast for like two months after that. Wow. I just had them uploaded and scheduled. So every Wednesday they would just automatically, you know, go live. And uh, then after like two months, we remembered that we had a, we had a, you know, point where we had to record now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we get back into it. I'm like, I forget what episode number it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we've covered. Mm-hmm. So we had, on one hand, it was nice to not have to do the work. And on the other hand, I guess another benefit was we had two months worth of, you know, stories to tell. Right, right. But getting back in the swing of things then is a bit of a, a system shock where you're like, okay, I got to get mm-hmm. all this done now. It's been a while since I've done this. Right. It's kind of what you said. It kind of reminds me of a thing called like a batch content. Like you batch yeah. your content you, or you batch your thumbnail. You batch whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You get, you have like this, this time, you know, this period of time. You get onto, it's kind of like a mini series, like you say, you know. Mm-hmm. Like or like episode one, episode two, or like part one, part two, part three. And you get all these together. Yeah. They form like a little series. And then you put it out on like every week you put out one. No, mm-hmm. I think we it's a smart for, way for a while too. Right? Yeah. It's a smart strategy. Yeah, we had some videos we uploaded like that that were part of a series. We did like twelve episodes, maybe, and it was the same. Is exactly what you're describing, where the thumbnail were they were all the same, but I would update it to like this part one, part two, like and I would mm-hmm. just update it in that regard. Um, yeah, it's we've contemplated doing other sort of stuff like that with like supplementary podcasts where. Like you said, the the guy you're listening to released it on Wednesday and then another one on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But again, the schedule it's hard enough to get multiple people to schedule the same time once a week, let alone twice. Mm-hmm. It's right, especially doing like remotely, like what we do here. Right. Um, but it's definitely something we've contemplated, and uh, it's something we have we're looking into going forward as well for like video shorts on the on our channel. Okay, we're looking awesome. Looking into doing more series style uh, content. Okay, fantastic. But I'll check out your channel later. I appreciate it. <laughs> our, our YouTube is mostly gaming focused, if oh, I'm being honest. Really? Which is something we're, yeah, it's something we're, we're, I'm, I'm working on getting away from. Because mm-hmm. while we enjoy it, it's something we don't have as much of a passion for now that we used to. Oh. Uh, and we're looking at going more into like actual like video shorts, gotcha. like comedy skits, that sort of thing, or informative stuff. I'm in the process. I'm doing a, have you ever heard of Masterclass? Mm, nope. They do. It, they do a lot of content. It's uh, paid, um, but they have like famous celebrities or they have like chefs, actors, uh, photographers, like writers, and they have them come in and they film. I think there's a masterclass and there's masterclass sessions. I've not done the regular masterclass, um, but they, they have these professionals come in and explain how they do their job. Like, do you, you know, Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. Chef Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he has, I think he has at least one, if not two where he explains all the basics of cooking. Mm-hmm. Like he'll break down how you do everything, how you chop things better, <laughs> the best way to cook different types of food and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of it is to just help people learn how to do things like that. Like oh. you can learn how to be a better writer. 
learn how to be better like photographer, public speaker, mm-hmm. anything you can think of. And one of the ones I'm that I'm part of now is a masterclass session by uh, Marquez Brownlee, who is a popular YouTuber. He does like tech reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's doing one on how to make like viral YouTube videos hmm. and how to like just make content. And that's interesting. been super interesting. I, I've not had enough time to get through the whole thing, but okay. a lot of it is picking out the right camera, mm-hmm. picking out the right like microphone. Um, I haven't gotten to this part yet where he talks about like the editing process and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, I find it super interesting how he breaks down picking out the right topic making sure it's something that you would actually want to watch mm-hmm. and uh, making it in a way that not only do you want to watch it, but it's something that you think will be engaging to your audience. Right. And that's, that's sort of, I was, what led to it was I was getting, I wanted to get back in YouTube. I saw that he was doing that and that's further increased my interest in getting back into YouTube, mm-hmm. which is sort of why we're looking at doing like more video shorts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, so that's an online course. Yeah, it was, it's an online course. They have the masterclass sessions, which is, they're more broken down into like segments Mm -hmm. where it'll give you different tasks. Like it'll be like the one, the one I'm doing is like five to six minute long videos. Like you'll watch the video of him explaining like, uh, this is how you figure out what topic you want to cover. And and so, and he gives you like a, like a rubric where it's like, how interesting is it to you? Why is it interesting? Like so on and so forth. Like he has like a, a diagram that you fill out on your own end that helps you understand what your your content is and Hmm. it's broken down into there are like five parts per segment and i think there's like six segments maybe Mm -hmm. that he filmed i'm not sure how long all of them are i haven't gotten far enough yet Mm -hmm. but they have one for that they have one for like live streaming they have a photography one like all sorts of ones that are like that where they actually give you tasks to do and then you resubmit them and all the people that have signed up for the course can see each other's content. So you're actually working within a community of people mm. who are interested in the same thing. That's very nice. Which, very, Which is probably mm. the best part of it, if we're being honest, because then you're getting that live feedback from people who are already interested in the type of thing that you're working on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very effective, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So I, I found it super interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending time doing that lately. Right. Trying to progress through that and... I found it useful in figuring out how we want to format like our upcoming videos. Right. But I, f- I feel like one of the problems I have with anything, because I do a lot of writing as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, one of the, I don't know if it's a problem, but one of the issues I have is I overthink things and I overplan things to an extreme mm-hmm. where it's like uh, for writing, for example, I will sit down and instead of just writing out the story, mm-hmm. I'll sit down and I will... I will do like character charts where I'll write down everything about the particular characters, their background, Mm -hmm. like all their likes and dislikes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it is so much work. Mm -hmm. And I've spent so many hours fleshing out the characters and the locations and stuff without actually writing the story I want to write. And it's it's just, it's the same thing with like videos where like, Oh, I have like a storyboards that I print out Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll sketch out like the storyboards and I do that. And I have these big, long drawn out storyboards and then it gets to the point where I'm just like, why am I not just making the video? I'm just sitting here over planning everything instead of just doing it. Oh, well, planning is so, essential. If you fail to plan, sure, you plan yeah. to fail, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, if people are interested, definitely check out uh, Marquez Brownlee on Masterclass Sessions. Like I said, it is paid, mm-hmm. um, but 
you get everything, you get all of the content included in that. So you're not just paying for his session, his class. You're getting okay. Gordon Ramsay. You're getting, I don't know, if Robert Pattinson's on All there. the other not masters, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the other professionals in their, their right. fields. I'll be sure um, to check so it I, out. I find it to be worth it. Right. Yeah, it wasn't exceptionally cheap. I think it was like, I'm going to get rough as, I think it was like $150 for the full year. Okay. It's not bad. So it's not overly ex- expensive, if I'm being honest. But right. with the amount of information I'm getting from it, I find it to be worth it. It is. Sounds like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at with our content. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, one other question I wanted to ask you before we wrap up is like, do you have like a means of like promoting your content? Like, do you have anything you do to try and get it out there and, and promote it to people and show it off? Yes. To drive people back to your content? Okay. Yes, I have a few ways uh, to do this. So normally, as soon as I publish a video, I'll post the link on my in, in my Instagram story and an Instagram, mm-hmm. my Instagram and Facebook, they're connected. So, you know, Instagram and Facebook, they get, you know, you will be posted on both, pa- you know, platforms immediately. Okay. So <laughs> I really, I just want to be, I want to be genuine. I want to be sincere about this. I really yeah. want to share what I learned and, you know, what my lessons and what I learned and my uh, little, you know, uh, real honest advice and tips. I want to share these things, share the knowledge, experience, and all this on my journey with other people. You know, they are doing the same thing as me. They're learning French too. Or maybe some of them, they just get started. With some, maybe some of them, they're still hesitating about this. They're not sure because they don't know how to how to start or where to start. I want to share all of this knowledge and all these things that you did, that you do not understand or you're having trouble with. So, so I just really love to, really passionate about like, you know, Helping them, you know, helping them to learn, helping them learn French, helping them gain confidence, you know, when speaking French. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, they're, they're, they feel they have the fear, which I had the same fear before. I was like so afraid. What if I make a mistake? What if people judge me? Or what if people, what if people laugh at me? You know, what people, well, maybe I'm not good enough. You know, stuff like that. We all have that kind of, you know, insecurity, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I came over that fear a while ago and i want to share with people when they have the same problem when, when they have the same fear or the same insecurity i want to share with them the method that the, the 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 method the approach that i adopted to overcome that fear you know and now yeah. i'm here like very confident i'm still making mistakes but it's okay even when we speak yeah. our native language we make mistakes sometimes right so it's all right and but i'm like very confident in this and i think that's that's very helpful to a I think that could be a lot of very helpful to a lot of people because they're still in their like comfort zone or maybe they're like scared of like speaking French or they're not confident yeah. enough. But, you know, I'm a, I'm an example right here. I used to feel that way, too, but I'm not anymore. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just very confident and. Plus, I speak very naturally and I speak with, you know, the native native speakers for like a, a while now. So. And I get my feedback from them and I make videos and I encourage people. So I just, this is just what I really love to do and, you know, interact with the community that's learning French and helping them in general, you know? Yeah, I think helping to foster that community is a great way, not only to make people feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. like I think it helps them open up because they feel like, oh, this is a safe spot for me to be able to like showcase my mistakes or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they're not worried about making the mistakes as much because they know the people there are going through the same process as them, like you said. Right. You know, it, it's great. It's, you know, it's a good way to help people feel included 
and it gives them a, a nice safe place to to learn the uh, the language that they're they're choosing to be part of. Um, it helps promote your content, but you're also networking with people, which is a good way to to make friends amongst the community. Right. Yeah, it seems like a good tactic. I like that. <laughs> Thank. Yeah, we did a uh, we've done a number of things like that. One, well, doing the podcast in particular is a been a fantastic experience because we get to meet so many different people, mm-hmm. uh, work with the, so many different types of people. It's been super informative for me mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, I'm the one reaching out and booking guests. So it, I obviously it's biased towards like my interests a lot of the time, which I try to avoid. Mm-hmm. But, like getting like we had a uh, Phil Arkansas on who is a film producer. He owned a film production company. Mm-hmm. That was super interesting to me because I got to see like the behind the scenes of how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, getting people on that are like like a mental wellness uh, oriented uh, now getting youtubers on like i i don't know it's it's great networking but at the end of the day it's also something i'm super interested in so it makes it all the more natural and easy to to get involved in fantastic mm-hmm. i think uh yeah that's why i try and like foster like a a more laid-back conversation on the podcast because like i know we like before we started recording uh and this is what happens to a lot of people where it's like yeah i just like a lot of people say like yeah i just you know I'm used to being behind the scenes. I'm not used to talking on camera or whatever, or mm-hmm. just talking on podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to make it as easygoing as possible. Right. It makes it easy for people to just kind of hang out and chat for a while, mm-hmm. as opposed to me making it, like I said, I, I think I call it like it's it's easier to just chat than make it a, a really in-depth interview. And it almost feels like you're interrogating a person <laughs> as opposed to just having a conversation <laughs> with them. <laughs> or like a job interview, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. very stressful, right? Those. Yeah, it's like explain to me why I, sh- I should allow you on this show. <laughs> why should <laughs> give I- me a good reason? Right, cut it off now. Right, you know? why? Sh- <laughs> why should you choose me, not the others? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's so stressful. Those. No, I just that's why I like just making it as laid back as possible. It's mm-hmm. so much easier. I think it's more enjoyable for people to listen to as well, mm-hmm. as opposed to me just grilling people with questions the whole time. <laughs> I agree. I like <laughs> your approach. I like it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to make it as a. Uh, approachable as possible for for new listeners and people that are returning right so it, it gives us our it allows me to keep conveying our personality for our content mm-hmm. while letting other people come in and you know bring their personality with them we're not trying to be overbearing or anything which is i don't know something i try really hard to stick to mm-hmm. to make it as user-friendly as possible i guess for the guest mm-hmm. thanks yeah. for doing that i feel very I comfortable that. here talking i'm glad mm, like chit chat you know Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so much easier that way mm-hmm. for everyone to get involved, which is also partially why we don't have too many guests on at one time right. at times. Right. I think the, mo- I think the most we ever had was, f- I know we've had four people on at one time. I don't remember if we had five or not. Mm-hmm. I think we might've, we had a, I think we had a, uh, we had a group called the animated gamers on like episode eight. Mm-hmm. I think that might've had five people on in one episode. Mm-hmm. And while that's fun, it can be difficult to understand what's going on because you have five people all trying to talk at the same time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's not even on purpose too. I mean, you'll get just a, uh, you know, there's a delay in one person talking and someone else hearing it because you're over the internet. So somebody will start talking. The other person will start talking. They'll both pause to let the <laughs> other person talk. Then there'll be a long pause, so they'll both start talking again, and it just Aww. it could become a, a real hassle at times. Right. So four is really our maximum at this point, but at the same time, like I said, it's I like it when it's like one or two mm-hmm. uh, guests at the same time because it just makes it so much easier to just have an actual conversation between the people, right? As opposed to 
a bunch of people trying to out talk one another. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's easy to focus on just one, you know, person and really get to know this person, yeah. really get into that conversation. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I, I actually covered everything I was I was going to bring up. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add on before we wrapped up here. Like all the French learners, you know, if you are learning French or if you are trying to learn French or if you are thinking about learning French but you don't know how to start or where to start, and you mm-hmm. don't. Or you have fear and insecurity, or you're not confident when you're speaking French, and definitely check out my channel because I make videos twice a week and plus weekly shorts, and I, I really help you solve that problem. And I share all things in French, and I can I actually I just put out some new videos, you know, on how to become fluent in French and how to gain confidence when you speak French. Well, actually, it works on any foreign language. If you're trying to learn a foreign language, period, these, you know, strategies and techniques and methods will work for you as well. So definitely check out my channel, Fluent in French. Yes, Fluent in French, new videos Mondays and Fridays, Mm -hmm. and then weekly YouTube shorts, you said. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring it out. We're getting there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate this. I had a good time. It's fun to chat. Oh, yeah, it is. Hearing all, thanks yeah, for I having me. Hearing all about your channel. <laughs> I like your content. Oh, I'll thanks. definitely keep checking it out. Even though I don't speak any French, I have no background in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I can just click the little subtitles button and, mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the support. Yes, and uh, definitely go check out Fluent in French on YouTube. Very easy to find. And uh, check out deadjustproductions.live. Got links to all of our stuff on there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I had a fun time. Oh, me too. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow is 4th of July. So happy 4th of July. Yes. yes by the time people hear this, it'll be July, what, 6th? Yes. So we'll be a little past that. But yes. Right, right, right. But we're recording on the 3rd. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have a good 4th of July. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate it. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.